it going today, guys? I'm back here live in the studio once again for an episode of Hot Takes with TP3. I'm your host, Thomas Penland, and I'm back here once again with another great podcast for you guys today. It's uh, late Wednesday night, July 8th right now, so you know I had to come to y'all. I'm going to have a guest on, Kyle Thacker, talk a little NFL with me at the end of the podcast, but the rest of the stuff's coming at the beginning here from me, and let's just go ahead and start things off real quick and... You know, y'all thought I might lead in here with the big NFL stories with Cam Newton and Patrick Mahomes, but that's what we're going to get later on. But I'm going to start out here with a little NBA, and I also want to talk a little MLB theory I have that we'll see if it actually comes through or not. And, you know, I'm not 100% going to sit here and tell y'all that theory is going to happen, but definitely think it's some good food for thought. All right, guys, so obviously y'all saw the big news come out late Friday night that Victor Oladipo is going to sit out. At first, I was a little pissed off. I was like, wow, is he really going to give up on his team like this? Y'all know how I felt about the Pacers. I thought... Even at the beginning of the season, they had a good chance to win the East when Depot got back, and I mean, I thought they had an even better chance rolling into coming to coming to resume that for the restart here. And honestly, guys, I actually look. I don't think losing Victor Odipo is that bad for him. When he first came back, they obviously won the first game, then they proceeded to lose six games in a row, or yeah, five games in a row. Then they won like seven out of their last last eight games with him back. So you know, they finally found their stride a little bit, but. Y'all forget this team pretty much played all but about, I think it was all but um, like 16 games without Depot this season. So, I mean, this team's definitely battle-tested and hungry, and they know how to play without Oladipo. The only thing that worries me, though, is that they don't have Jeremy Lamb anymore, who's also out for the season, which I think holds them back. Ultimately, I think the Pacers will definitely mess around and win some games while they're out here in Orlando. When you look at their schedule... I think they can fly under the radar a little bit, you know. When you think about it, guys, this is all the playoff teams that are out here in Orlando, so you know you got to beat up on any team when you get the chance. Look, I think they match up really well with Philadelphia. Um, and Philadelphia plays horrible on the road, so by, by all means, I don't think that's a cakewalk for Philadelphia. Obviously, every single team is going to take any chance they can to beat the crap out of Washington. But, I mean, against Orlando, they can win that. Phoenix, they can win that. You know, the Lakers is definitely not. And I'm not going to sit here and tell you all that one's winnable. But against Miami, I mean, Miami, guys, has not been a good road team this season. Y'all forget, Miami's below 500 on the road. And then they play Houston and then Miami again. And, you know, they have the big men. It's kind of a mismatch for Houston. So it'll be interesting to see which side actually holds up. But ultimately, guys, when it comes down to it, I think in these regular season games, the Pacers can definitely prove a lot of problems to teams. In an actual playoff series, though, unless they can get out of the sixth seed and get a little bit more favorable matchup with, like, the Celtics, I think that they have a decent chance at winning that. But ultimately, I don't think they stand a chance against the Raptors right now, the way everything's playing out. I think that that Celtics seed is the three seed right now, is their best matchup for them. So... I just don't think that they'll end up doing much, to be honest with you guys. I mean, they'll probably put move Brogdon over to the two and put Aaron Holiday as their point guard. Gives them a decent starting lineup, though. When you have Sabonis and Turner, and then you also have um, have TJ Warren in there. TJ Warren, though, can also play a little force if you want to go a little smaller as well. They have versatile lineups, guys, but at the end of the day, I just really don't think the Pacers are going to end up being able to get it done in the playoffs. But that being said, I think they'll be a great ATS team. I think that they'll cover a lot of spreads and they'll play well in that sense when it comes down to the playoffs. I don't think they'll end up getting out, but I mean, I still think they fly under the radar in the fact of a betting standpoint, a regular season standpoint, a playoff winning standpoint. I don't think they can make it out of the first round. So that's what I have to say about them. Now, we did have two teams give up. The Nets, though, are apparently signing Michael Beasley. Shout out to the Nets also for giving my boy Jay Crossover, Jamal Crawford, another chance in the league. But when you look at this right here, guys, the Nets and the Wizards have completely given up. For the Wizards, 
First off, like I said on my last podcast, I was very, very low on the Wizards considering the fact that over the last two seasons that they have been absolutely atrocious on the road. I mean, I'm talking like one of the league's worst teams on the road the last two seasons. They're about 500 at home. This year, they're 8-24. and Last year, they're 10-31. and I mean, that's absolutely pitiful on the road. These are neutral site games. They don't have Bradley Beal, who's a top three scorer in the league. I mean, in my opinion, he's worth at least three points on their point spread, so I don't even think it's being accounted for enough. The guy who's not even being accounted for at all being out is Davis Bertans, who's top seven in the league in three-pointers made and three-point field goal percentage, which, I mean, that's huge when you have don't have a great big man play like the Wizards have. The Wizards have completely given up without these two guys in here. I personally don't even think Beal's shoulders hurt. I just think that he wants no part in it, and he's ready for next season, and there's still some questions about his future, so I think he just wants to get out of Washington. He's quit giving up on the team. The entire team's going to quit and give up. I mean, I don't think the Washington Wizards are going to win a game. The only thing is, though, they do play the Nets one game, so that game's going to be the must-win game for both those teams. I expect both teams to go all out. And that being said, my second team that has completely given up here is the Brooklyn Nets. I mean, when you go look at their roster, I mean, literally pretty much no one is playing for this team, and honestly, I can't blame them. Obviously, Katie and Kyrie, I'm not going to count them towards the players sitting out just because they were already out for the season, but I mean, you don't have Wilson Chandler, you don't have Nicholas Claxton, I know those aren't big names, but you don't have Spencer Dinwiddie, a guy who's literally helped carry this team for the last two seasons when they've had a lot of guys out. You don't have DeAndre Jordan, you don't have Torian Prince, I mean, I'd say you're missing five out of your top seven players, I mean, I would say Levert and... Um, Joe Harris are the only two not missing out of their top players pretty much. And, I mean, who even knows? So I think the Nets have completely given up. And if the Wizards weren't so bad, I would definitely think that there might even be a little playoff going on here between the Nets and the Wizards. But they're both – I mean, these teams are going to get beaten up on. I took both their win totals under if they're still up on the board anywhere. I would take their win totals under anything that's won just because I don't even think these teams are going to win a game. So worst case, you push. You know, if it's one and a half, I think you win that bet easily. I know I got it at two and a half and three for the net. So I really do like both those win totals moving forward. Now, <clears throat> the last thing I do want to say about the NBA here before we move on to the next part is the teams that fall far behind in the race, I also think will give up a little bit and say, let's get out of here. I'm done with this. So that's another thing to watch out for there. But I'm excited, guys. You know, every single morning I wake up, we're another day closer to the NBA being back, and we're even another day closer to the MLB being back, which will be back in 15 days. That being said, little MLB talk here for you guys. I want to see how y'all feel about this theory I have. So obviously, everything going on now in baseball <clears throat> Do you think team, I have a theory here for you guys, teams that struggle will sell off assets. When you think about it, these teams that are in the smaller markets, they're not really going to make a lot of money off this season. I mean, we already know the owners are losing a lot of money on this season. Teams that are losing quick and, you know, they got decisions to make for the future, we might see them sell off assets here pretty quick and let the rich get richer, you know, because they need to make money back. And on top of that, there's no minor league baseball this season. So, I mean, these young rookies are not really having a chance to actually play. You need these guys in the minor leagues to develop. I could see teams like, for example, the Indians, they fall pretty far down behind that race to the White Sox and to the Twins. Next thing you know, I mean, they could be blowing this entire thing up, trading Lindor, who, I mean, they probably don't have the money to pay in that small market they're in. They probably can't pay both Bieber and Clevenger. So, I mean, teams like that, could sell off assets to plug in young guys you know there's lots of teams out there that could do stuff like that so look for these teams that have good players that fall behind quick and early when it comes around that trade deadline to start to get rid of those guys and to start working in more rookies which I mean gives you even more value if you're betting on the games because they're going to have all these young unproven guys in there they're just trying to get reps for who are you know need more playing time and 
You know, I, I think I could really, really see this happening. I think it's smart, though, at the end of the day. You know, why not go out, get some more assets, let the rich get richer, let these teams make the push for the playoffs, and let your young guys develop more and more. Because you know at the end of the day, you don't have what it takes to beat these big these big market teams. So why not go ahead and develop your young guys and keep building on for the future and get that money off your payroll? I mean, the MLB is going to be hurting for a while after the way everything's going to go down with this season. Honestly, too, the MLB needs to get to the playoffs more than anything. Playoff <clears throat> baseball is completely different. If they can't get to the playoffs, that's just going to be another massive revenue loser for them. They can't risk everything getting shut down. So I look for both those things, guys. And, I mean, shoot, I even look for top guys who get injured and not even try to come back and just say, screw it, I'm out for the season if their team has no chance in the race. So there's going to be a lot of interesting factors with baseball, guys. I'm just praying every single day that we end up getting towards sports. But... Like I said, for NFL segment now, I'm going to bring in Kyle Thacker. So, everyone, let's get ready for that. And All right, guys. As promised, once again, for the football segment, I had to bring in this week's special guest, and it is none other than Kyle Thacker back on the podcast. Kyle, say what's up to everybody. Hey, how's it going, everyone? Good to be here. Hey, we're glad to have you back on here. Unfortunately, for his sake, we're not talking about the Cowboys, but... <laughs> We still got lots of good stuff to talk about. You know, most of y'all might think from the top, I got to talk about Mahomes, but just because it didn't podcast last week, I mean, we just got to start off here with Cam to the Pats. And I mean, first off, I mean, did you think it was going to happen? Like, is this where you expected Cam to go? I really was getting to the point where I was wondering if Cam, in fact, was going to go anywhere. I didn't know what the deal was, but I mean, at the end of the day, the Patriots make sense. Um, they have the coach who can you know, bring him in and use him properly. Um, and, I mean, you have a physical specimen. So, I mean, yeah, the Patriots needed a quarterback. I didn't think they were actually going to go all season with Jared Stidham. Absolutely not. So, I mean, it, I mean, it definitely makes sense. But I was shocked just because of the timing. Um, I mean, we're almost halfway through July now. And so, I mean, it's, I mean, it's crazy. So, yeah, first off, I want to say this. Honestly, I mean, I know when that Cam Newton became a free agent, this is where I picked him to go. I know I said that I thought New England and Pittsburgh is where he made the most sense, and I thought he could make the biggest impact. So I wasn't really caught off guard, but definitely the way it happened, I was a little shocked. I honestly thought we'd gotten to the point where that Cam was going to get signed mid-season by a team, or you know, like right. you'll see, like yeah, you'll see like a decent quarterback go down. The team will be like, all right, let's bring in Cam here. But also. You know, on top of all those things, I think it was that Cam wanted, like, legit money. He was trying to get a legit contract and everything. And once he saw that wasn't happening, I mean, like I said, Cam needed to take the short-term deal, go to the Patriots, and there's no better coach than Bill Belichick, a guy who knows him and likes him, can use him well to build, rebuild his brand for him. Now, I'm going to say this, though, if that I actually think that he's going to make the Patriots successful or not. Yes, I do think he's a better option than Jared Stidham, like you just said, and I think he's a better option than Brian Hoyer. I think he'll make the Patriots better, but that's only under one condition, if he actually runs the ball. When Cam Newton runs the ball eight or more times a game, he wins. It like His win percentage is nearly 70%. When he doesn't, it's much lower. Cam Newton's a runner first and not a passer. So I feel like if he can get that run game, ground and pound going for the Patriots, that, you know, I mean, this is going to be a force to be reckoned with. We know how good Belichick is at dialing up defensive schemes and getting sacks and special teams plays. You need to win games. So I think... With all those factors considered here, if the Cam Newton is able to be running Cam Newton, that the Patriots are going to be scary and will definitely, I think, win enough games to get in the playoffs. I still don't think they can win the division, but I think they're a 9-10 to 10 win team with them. So here's the biggest thing about the way it changes the Patriots and how the way that the NFL changed because of this move. Um, 
I agree with you. I, he's got to run the ball. I think he's in a spot where they understand he needs to run the ball. They need. They have. Even with Brady, they showed that they want to run the ball. They want to. They want to control the clock. They want to control possession. Get stops and turnovers on defense. Um, and yes, they lost. They lost some guys on defense. But at the end of the day, Bill Belichick's still running that defense. They're not going to be giving up thirty point games. So. With that being said, they're going to be able to run the ball. You're not going to have Cam Newton, you know, down by three touchdowns in a Patriots uniform. That's just not the way Bill Belichick runs his team, you know. Like, they're always mm-hmm. going to be prepared. They're always going to be ready. And I think it's going to be much, much harder for teams to scheme against the Patriots with Cam Newton on that roster compared to Jarrett Stidham. So, I mean, it's a great move for them. I agree. I think the Bills and Pats will still be – uh, kind of neck and neck. I think the Bills definitely have more talent, um, but it'll be good to see. No, I absolutely agree with you, and I mean, going back off what you said, they definitely did lose some guys on the defensive side of the roster, but I mean, regardless, they'll definitely have defensive schemes and be ready to go. And I mean, even with Jarrett Stidham in there, I mean, we saw Bill Belichick win two games with Jacoby Brissett having a broken finger on his throwing hand before Jacoby Brissett was even I mean I'm not going to sit here and say Jacoby Brissett's a top 15 quarterback or anything before he was even the quarterback he was today like he was probably the talent wise probably the worst starting quarterback in the league and Belichick still won two games with him but also something else to keep in mind is Damian Harris I don't think played a snap for New England last year and he's on the team again this year so I mean, I'd be interested to see if they throw him a little bit more in the mix this season. I mean, I thought that Sony Michelle kind of bombed a little bit. But overall, though, I think that it really changes everything here for the Patriots. And, I mean, as much as I hate the Patriots, I like the move for them, and I think it's yeah. smart. I mean, Cam's going to rebuild his brand. If he, This is the healthiest Cam Newton's ever going to be, so as long as he can hold up and run the ball successfully for this team, they're going to be scary. Well, he's setting himself up to get a, a real bag because – if he has a good year this year, which this is his best situation to have a good year, yeah. he's going to get a contract. People just want to see that he can actually throw the ball again. No, exactly. And, I mean, Cam, honestly, at the end of the day, as long as he's healthy and can run the ball, he'll be fine. I mean, he not only was his foot hurt last year that prevented him from running the ball, but, I mean, when your foot's hurt, you can't even plant and make a throw. So. Yeah, but he had shoulder surgery as well. So yeah, I mean. that, exactly. So, I mean, this is the most healthy Cam Newton's going to get, so this is really – his last chance to make a big splash for himself. And personally, I don't see him flopping. I think he's going to get the bag and get one more contract as a starting quarterback here. But someone who did get the bag, Patrick Mahomes, 10 years, $50 million. Um, First thing is, would you have offered him that deal? Of course. I mean, are you not going to? I mean, this debate is, in my eyes, tired. Um, I mean, I know you you got Colin, Colin Coward coming out with his own takes. You got... You know, uh, analysts coming out with their own takes, but at the end of the day, it's Patrick Mahomes. He is a one-man wrecking crew, regardless of, you know, I understand he's got weapons everywhere, but he he could do a lot with very little. And at the end of the day, locking him up for ten years, regardless of how much you're paying him, you don't know what the landscape of the NFL looks like in ten years. You know. And think about ten years from uh, ten years ago today. In twenty ten, quarterbacks were not making nearly this much money. Yes, they were still the highest paid players, but they were not making you know upwards of thirty, forty million a year. So imagine what's going to be ten years from now. And the fact that they locked him up for ten years is just—it's smart. He's—I mean, no one's doubting his ability. So it's just a good move. 
No, I absolutely agree with you completely here. I think it's a great move. And, I mean, like you said, the salary cap's just going to keep going up. Yeah. The NFL's doing a new TV year deal, and I believe in either two in the next – It's it's yeah, it's either this next year. Yeah, it's either next year or two years. So, I mean, they're going to have to redo, like, the entire – so, I mean, realistically, I mean, it's just like the Matt Ryan thing. He, we, Atlanta made him the highest-paid quarterback in the league. Now he's, like, seventh or eighth right. on the list. You know, Mahomes is going to keep going back and back like that, which is – Honestly, a genius here if you're Kansas City to go. If anything, Mahomes took a little bit worse into the deal because if he took a five-year deal, you know, he can get a new contract again. So, right for more money. So, if anything, I think I, th- I think though it's a good deal both ways. And I mean, I personally love it. I love the fact Kansas City is going to build a dynasty here. Um, with all that being said, I mean, do you think this is going to end up working out for to bring Kansas City more than than this one Super Bowl they've had? Um, well, at the end of the day. Without Mahomes, there is no Super Bowl, at least in the near future, um, just the way that team is constructed. Um, and with Andy, he needs a good quarterback to be able to run his offense and adapt. He's a very, you know, um, you know, kind of figures things out on the go kind of guy. Um, and he's a great play creator. So having a guy that, you know, plays, plays off of that and plays off of that as well as Mahomes does, I mean, it's going to work out. Um, you know, I think Mahomes has been very blessed with the team he walked into. I mean, I can't say that he's always going to have that much talent, but I mean, I think it's foolish to say they're not going to get back to the Super Bowl. No, I absolutely agree with you, and personally, I think Patrick Mahomes is still going to win three or four Super Bowls. And if I mean, when you think about it, at the end of the day, he probably played the worst half of football he could have played in that AFC Championship game against the Patriots. I mean, they put up zero points, and they came back, and if he saw the ball in overtime or D Ford knew how to properly line up, he probably would have two Super Bowl rings because they would have ran over the Rams in that Super Bowl game. The Rams looked lost on offense in that Super Bowl. So, I mean, I think it's still Mahone's league. And, I mean, when even he said it, I don't know if any of you all watched the shop out there, but even he said it in his interview that he really didn't even know how to read a defense until the week after he got injured when he was sitting there watching film. And he said he felt like that it all went together. So the fact that this guy's getting better yeah. and learning more and more and more, honestly, I would just be worried if I'm the rest of the league to think that this guy's still getting better. Yeah, I mean, he's only going to get better. You know, guys like him and – Lamar Jackson, they're going to be running this league, man, and it's going to be fun to see. Oh, absolutely. Although the thing I think that hinders Jackson a little bit more than Mahomes, he relies so much on his leg. I just want to see Jackson play after he you know, has a little bit of a pulled hamstring or something like that that's going to set him back a little bit. So that's more so what I want to see from Jackson. But, I mean, when Lamar Jackson's healthy, he's unstoppable pretty much. So it's going to be fun to watch Patrick Mahomes go on and on and on. I hope he becomes the greatest quarterback to ever play the game. I mean, in my opinion, we're watching Michael Jordan of the NFL play right now. So hopefully that continues to play out and everything. But, Kyle, I appreciate you coming on, helping me out real quick. Absolutely. Always good to talk. Hey, well, I appreciate everyone tuning in for this week's episode. Next week will be two MLB previews coming out. So one for the NL, one for the AL. Then obviously the final predictions on how everything's going to play out for the season. A couple other topics mixed in there. But NBA is coming up. Trust me, guys. There's about to be tons of podcasts getting pumped out on our end. So y'all get ready for all that. And we'll talk to y'all again soon.